All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix because mindful of thoughts. Let's go. All right, gang, let's jump into this. Another early morning episode of uh, Gin and Truth. You guys know the motherfucking drill. If Uncle Bobby's not doing any sleeping, he's going to do some screaming. Now, gang, I saw a tweet yesterday, and it pissed me the fuck off. And I'm pretty sure this person's about to get hit with uh, an Earl Campbell-level stiff arm. But before we jump into that, Christians, I got to be honest with you. Y'all are a bunch of pimps. Tragedy pimps. Pain is your currency. See, this is what you sound like when you are in a death cult. You are. Right? In my last video about this topic, when I said I actually feel sorry for you, I stand by that. <clears throat> you in order, and, and I want to acknowledge that a Christian actually watched that show and gave some feedback. And I do appreciate that. That apparently that video made that person stop and pause a little bit. I didn't say that person converted or deconverted, you know, and they're now atheists. But I'm glad someone watched that video. I really am. But pain is your currency. The entirety of your worldview, one of the foundational pillars, is pain, death, suffering, and murder. I mean, what manner of intellectual sorcery is it to where you can get someone to say out loud in English words that we all can understand? That the biggest show of love is a father who murdered his son. Only in Christianity can you say that. And people be like, that makes total sense. Say that in any other context. We're calling the cops. We're going to call the cops. Again, pain is your currency. And I remember sitting there on that. I told you all this a million times. Those two uh, little girls on Twitter. Sidewalk art. They took a piece of chalk and wrote the words, all I need is Jesus. My response, and boy, was I wrong, was give those girls a little bit of self-esteem. They'll be just fine. Holy shit. My Twitter timeline blew the fuck up with people literally asking me, what's wrong with me? That how, how can you say something so fucked up? And I'm like, I just said those little girls. I didn't, yeah, yeah, I wasn't scraping the bottom of the intellectual barrel. I didn't call them tricks or whores or skeezers, part of the future sluts of America club. I said, those little girls are just fine and they're going to be all right. Well, the Christians got on me and told me they're all kinds of fucked up, just like I am. So they need pain is your currency. How many people in the United States walk around every day with a medieval torture device around their neck? And nobody blinks twice. The, the, the crucifix was yesteryear's gas chamber. Death by firing squad. I, that was not a fart. That was the chair. You guys heard that. Go fuck yourselves. Back on topic. And people proudly display that. Pain is your currency. Low self-esteem. Praising. What you believe to be true that a father put a hit out on his son. Of course, 
you guys operate off of pain and murder and blood. Just think about the metaphors. Covering yourself in someone else's blood. Where else can you say that? People are like, nowhere, nowhere. I mean, it's just one of those moments where I'm just like, I cannot believe this is an actual topic of conversation. But I remember I think it was Hitchens that said, you know, it's amazing what you can get away with when you have clerical qualifications. And this is one of them. You just think about the shit that leaves some Christians' mouths. The foundational belief of Christianity. That's what I'm saying. Pain is your currency. And never let a good tragedy go to waste. Never let a good tragedy go to waste. And I'm not punching down. The fuckface has over a million followers. But the first example that comes to mind is Ray Comfort. I cannot think of a tragedy that has gone by where you don't get on his Living Waters channel and he's using it to pimp his imaginary product. I remember when Michael Jackson died, Ray Comfort made a video on it. Pretty much, you're next. You're next. You could die at any minute, just like Michael Jackson. You know what you say, especially when you know the family of the deceased? You just say, you know what? I'm real sorry for your loss. I'm going to bring a casserole. What you don't do is use that moment as a springboard to hawk your bullshit, Christians. To hawk your bullshit. 9-11. Right? Again, how many end times prophecy pastors are there? What's happening in the Gaza Strip? You know how many videos I've seen that I refuse to click on? where Christians are saying, this is the sign, this is it. Get ready, strap up. You know what you say about 9-11 and the Gaza Strip? That was all kinds of fucked up. No, No one should die like that. When your last moments are gripped with fear, packed with anxiety, that, that, that was horrible. That's what you say. What you don't do is, are you ready to listen to my song and dance? Tragedy pimps. Pain is your currency, Christians. Pain is your currency. Now, I told you guys, I live in the Bible Belt. Let me turn on this fan. Despite Austin, Texas's uh, liberal facade, and I did say facade, Austin is still the Bible Belt. And I even talked about that on uh, the show where I was saying I feel sorry for Christians. I had to emotionally budget just like I do every day when I leave the safety of my home. I have to emotionally budget that people are going to talk to me like I believe or some bullshit like that. And so I emotionally budgeted that when my mother passed away, that I was going to get bombarded with, I'm sorry for your loss and I'm praying for you. And even when I didn't get just, I'm praying for you. And it, this is not a victim's battle cry. But because it's not like I don't wear it on my sleeve that I'm a non-believer, but it's it's annoying when I'm praying for you It's proceeded with. I know you don't believe this, but I just want again, it's kind of. God, that's just so annoying. Just fucking say it. It's like, I know you don't like Brussels sprouts, but I put a whole bunch of it on your plate and I want to sit down and watch you eat it. That That's what it's like when I hear that. Right. You're acknowledging I don't believe it. But you're going to say it anyway, because, okay, 
But again, I emotionally budgeted for that. It's hard to be around someone who just lost their parent because there are no words to, to ease that discomfort, none at all. And so I emotionally budgeted for people coming up to me and saying, you know, big guy, I heard about your moms and I'm really sorry for your loss. I'm, I'm praying for you. And I told you, as long as it stopped there, I was like, thank you so much. Because again, I had to learn. When people say I'm sorry, and when people just kind of give that knee jerk reaction of I'm going to pray for you, it's their way of saying there are no words. I'm just acknowledging your bad spot. Damn, this chair is getting squeaky. Back on topic. And so I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you for being kind. It's how I heard that level of I'm going to pray for you. But there were two people, two people, one over text and one in my face. And both of them got the same response from me that my mom died. And it's not just that my mom died. My mom died in a horrific manner. And I'm not alone. As dad uh, said, I was having a particularly bad day because my mom just died. And I remember and when dad really means something, he repeats himself a lot. And I remember he said, a million quadrillion boys went through this before you. You can make it through. A million quadrillion boys went through this before you did. You can make it through. A million quadrillion boys. When dad repeats himself, he really means it. And I was, it was early on and I was struggling. Point is, two people use that moment. Again, I, I, I went 48 years without seeing my mother's knees or shoulders. She was modest as fuck. Modest as fuck. Never saw her unmentionables. Never. Like I even feel uncomfortable saying underwear. Ugh, I, I can't. You want to know why? Because when mom did the wash, she washed all of our stuff, put it to the side. Then she would wash her private stuff. My mom was modest than a motherfucker. Modest. And then you go from that to seeing everything. And I do mean everything with stuff coming out of her backside that we thought was poop. Wrong, mister. That was cancer's discharge. My mom's last moments were horrible. That still floats in my head. Two people took that opportunity to hawk their bullshit ass product. Are you ready to turn to Christ? Don't you want to be with your mother after you die? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. I need you to officially go fuck yourself. You mean to tell me that three months ago you kept your mouth shut because you wanted to respect our relationship, right? Well, Robert, I don't want to debate. All you just want to do is debate. But you waited for my mom to take her last tragic, pain-filled breath for you now to come at me with the, are you ready to turn to Christ? What the fuck is your problem? I mean, I'm, I would say, Christians, how would you like it if we did it to you? But you would jerk off because you'd be like, uh, they're, they're, he's totally persecuting me. And this is, you know, the Bible warned about persecution. Go fuck yourself. What if I waited for you to suffer a tragedy to, to come up to you and be like, I heard your dad died. Where was your God? What was that? He had uh, skin, uh, skin cancer. <laughs> Wait, you mean to tell me the exact same God that you were praying to, to take away your dad's skin? He was the exact same God that gave your dad skin cancer, right? And stop with the whole fall and we make free choice. 
your God gave your dad skin cancer because nothing happens that doesn't go down according to his perfect plan. Are you ready to drop this bullshit yet? Are you ready to grow the fuck up and face reality on reality's terms? Are you ready to stop being a Christian yet? Where was your God when your dad was struggling for his last breath? How would you like that, Christians? I'll answer that for you. You wouldn't like it. You would not like it one single solitary ounce. And even though outwardly you would say it wouldn't bother you or you would say, hey, he's persecuting me. Jesus said, you know, don't be in the world, be you're of the world or whatever the fuck. That would hurt your feelings. If I waited for something tragic to happen to you and used that moment to, to put atheism on a billboard, you don't realize what you guys do when you do that to other people. But again, pain is your currency. Okay, let's just jump right into the bullshit. It's been three weeks, three and a half weeks since Buddy passed. And it still hurts. It does. Again, for a dog that did not make a sound. The, the silence that he left behind is deafening. I'm not enjoying this. There's two beds in the living room right now. This one closer over here is Buddy's bed. Whichever dog sleeps in it, right now Papa's in it. They get depressed. They still smell Buddy. They miss him. I miss him. This dog... He didn't bark. He never made a sound. And it's, he filled up a room. I still look down to my lap wondering where Buddy's coming back. It hurts. It hurts. And luckily, and one thing I've always hated when you lose a pet, you know, if you lose your pet on the first, by the third day, people are like, are you going to get a new dog yet? Could you go fuck yourself, please? <laughs> I just lost my dog. Right. And again, it's like, well, you know, you just watched your kid die in front of your face. I'm like, you're going to let your husband fuck you again. Are you ready to move on? Do you mind if I have a little space for mourning there? <laughs> I know he was nothing but a shoe to you. Maybe a couple cute tweets on the Internet. But that was my boy. Right. I fucking hate it when people do that. Are you ready to get another dog yet? Uh, but he just died in front of my fucking face. <laughs> do you mind? But I miss him. And it hurts. It hurts like a motherfucker. And, I, and it's not only hurting me, but I told you I got two dogs in there and they're, they, 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 how do I explain to them? Right? So it is painful. It still hurts. It still fucking hurts. And I think it's going to hurt for a while. And so I put out a tweet yesterday. And I mean, we're not going to split the screen. We're just going to wrap. And it's the video of like the first, and I'm sitting here trying not to cry. The first week I had him, he was, again, for those that followed in the story, thank you so much. But he was so weak, he couldn't eat. This action, chewing, wore him out. And I remember I took a piece of bread. He, I pinched two little pieces off. I put it in water and put it in front of him. He was barely able to eat. To, that's how close he was to death. I use Belch hashtag and professional. I put those two pieces of bread in front of him. He barely ate it and it wiped him out. Wiped him out physically. He was so weak that he couldn't eat, nor could he walk. 
Well, the mornings, I always take these idiots on a walk. And it's like, hey, come with us. So I got a stroller. And I put Buddy in the stroller. And he went, quote unquote, walking with us. So I wanted him to feel included. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And so I made a tweet with that first video. Again, I hadn't had Buddy for a week yet. And it's I'm looking right at it, right? There's Papa, there's Bubba waddling his big old butt, and then Buddy's in the, just kind of like, what's what the fuck's going on? And the tweet reads, can you tell I really miss him? Do y'all remember when he was too weak to even walk? We found a way to include him anyway. And of course, the overwhelming majority of responses were beyond positive and supportive. And again, he was the people's Q-tip. Some people tweet at me and tell me that they cry that Buddy's gone. Well, there's always that one asshole in every bunch. And just some guy, I hope you see this. Because you, you, you're you're getting ready. Again, it's not going to keep this person up nights. It's not like people, oh, I can't wait to get on Uncle Bobby's timeline. No, this doesn't mean anything to anybody. But you were quickly getting ready to find out that you are no longer accessible to the stuff that's on my TL. Because you, kind sir, are a fuckface. A tragedy pimp. Pain is your currency. Just some guy, the person who thinks Mike Lindell is legit, that Donald Trump was the greatest president ever, that Tucker Carlson is a legit reporter. That's just some guy. Just some guy's response to my video. Wouldn't that be the shit? Jesus took Buddy to heaven, but you don't want to go there. Oh, well, your call. Christians, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who, who says that? Who the fuck says that? I have a hard time breathing. I don't look forward to coming home. I don't. I hate walking in this fucking house right now without Buddy. They're depressed. Who the fuck says that? Yo, yeah, this pisses me the fuck off. I'm going to repeat that. Well, wouldn't that be the shit? Jesus took Buddy to heaven, but you don't want to go there. Oh, well, your call. When your bullshit sales pitch means more than your humanity, this is what you sound like. A man who is crippled with sadness because he misses his dog. And this is when you take time to pull this bullshit. My response, this is an absolute monkey shit tweet. Using my dead dog to pimp your belief system. Horrible. 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 Again, that's right there next to, oh, your mom just died? Like tragically all kinds of fucked up? Are you ready to turn to Christ? I mean, she's in heaven. You don't want to be with your mother? Just some guy's response proves you actually believe in heaven and hell. Otherwise, you wouldn't care. Doesn't have to be this way, Robert. Ask Jesus to show himself, capital H, of course, to you, and he will. Go fuck yourself, just some guy. But Christian, again, this is what you sound like. 
This is exactly what you sound like when your product means more to you than your humanity. Again, if your loved one died, get this damn sticker off my desk. <laughs> if your loved one died, and again, if an atheist stepped to you and seriously said, are you ready to drop this bullshit? Are you ready to grow up? You know, good and goddamn well, Adam and Eve did not exist. There is no Noah's Ark. Stop it. Stop it. Right? Your mom is dead. And you know what's going to happen to you after you die? The exact same thing. Nothing. Are you ready to drop it? That's the equivalent, Christians. That's what you sound like when you wait for someone to suffer tragedy to bring up your bullshit. This reminds me of uh, a time when I was at Gold's Gym. Mom wasn't dead, but boy, was she sprinting to the finish line at this point. And I still remember I was sitting on the calf machine and I was just crying. And it's not like this was at 4 a.m. when no one was there. The, the, the gym was packed. I just couldn't hold it in anymore. Well, I had sucked up the tears, but obviously I still look like someone who just finished crying. And then some fuckface comes up to me. He saw me limping because I walked with a limp. He saw me crying and he came up. I don't know this dude. And he started talking about how our spiritual heals our physical. And that since we believe in Jesus, biggest, not a big assumption. Again, I'm in the Bible belt. But since we believe in Jesus, that Jesus was going to take our pain away and that he was a pastor because his daddy was a pastor, because his Paul was a pastor. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I was so just hit in the chest. I couldn't say anything. I'm sure he was trying to bring me comfort. But go fuck yourself again. I just wanted a moment to myself. Tragedy pimps. Again, pain is your currency. Where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah. Just some guy. This fuck face. But again, read that again. I just spun off on a tangent. Proves you actually believe in heaven or hell. Again, thank you for asserting my position for me, you pieces of shit. Again, that's one of the foundational pillars of Christian apologetics. Pillar number one, I am right and I cannot be wrong. Pillar number two, the atheist already agrees with you. I do not believe in a heaven or a hell. You want to know why I responded the way I responded? Because your tweet was sitting on some bullshit, Christians. Right? You, you get a reaction out of us because you hit a sore spot, not because we believe in Jesus. Right? Well, why'd you react so harshly when, you know, I said your mother's in heaven? Right? That you're going to be burning in hell forever. Don't you want to be with your mom? Why'd you get upset? You got upset because you actually do believe in No, I got upset because you took advantage of an emotionally soft spot of mine. I watched my mom die. Buddy, literally, I watched that dog's nose go from pink to purple to blue. I watched his tongue go pink to purple to blue. And when he was panicking, I held him. And it made him calm down before he died. My scent with what scent he had left still brought him comfort in his last minutes. That's what you guys take advantage of, Christians. And I get upset not because I believe in your fucking fairy tale. I get upset because you waited for something bad to happen 
my mom, buddy, 9-11, Michael Jackson, mass shootings, COVID. I even saw Christians take COVID as a springboard into their bullshit. Well, the world's all kinds of fucked up. Are you ready to accept Jesus? You could die of COVID right now, even though it's a total hoax and Anthony Fauci's a criminal. Are you ready to accept God? Pain is your currency. We get upset not because we believe in this foolishness. We get upset because you wait for us to suffer a cut. You see the blood. Instead of offering us a Band-Aid, you find table salt and rub it in the wound. Now, not only do I have to deal with my pain, I now have to sit here and listen to your bullshit. You know I don't believe in this crap. Proves you actually believe in heaven or hell. Otherwise, you wouldn't care. Doesn't have to be this way, Robert. Ask Jesus to show himself and he will. You arrogant son of a bitch. <coughs> because I have told just some guy I was a practicing Christian. But again, Christians, you're so stuck to your damn script. You can't hear that because you're on a script, flow chart, meat grinder. I promise you, there's nothing that you Christians have done that I haven't done 500 times already. I just came to the conclusion that virgins don't get pregnant and snakes don't talk. So I grew the fuck up. My response to that is who does this work on? But please continue. You are a picture perfect representation of your belief system. He is. Christians. You actually believe that the best thing to ever happen to the universe was a dad murdering his son. I truly hope that this video does not get flagged. And so, of course, of course, this is how you sound. His response, you know, to anyone that's sincere, in other words, who does this work on? Again, to assume that I was not sincere, and by I, I mean every former Christian, now atheist. Again, that's like saying I was never in love with my ex-wife just because we're divorced. Why are you hungry? You ate yesterday. What do you mean you have to poop again? You did it, you know, 12 hours ago. Yeah, I used to believe. Then I examined that belief. And then I came to the conclusion, no, sir. No, sir. So I asked him, hey, is there anything else? Just some guy's response. Don't delay. We never know when our last day on earth will be. Praying for you, Robert. Well, then I'm going to give the standard issued response. I'm going to think logically for you, just some guy. I'm going to be polite to others because you don't know how to be polite to me. But Christians, this is what you sound like. This is what you sound like when the, your foundational pillar to your belief is pain, tragedy. For the one trillionth time, pain is your currency. Gang, Uncle Bob is only giving you one big motherfucking problem. So as a result, Uncle Bob's giving you one big motherfucking solution. Tragedy pimps that are Christians. Christians that are tragedy pimps. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That is horrible. Horrible. So addicted to your script that you don't see, you don't even care how insensitive you are. You don't care. To wait for someone to be in crippling pain emotionally, sometimes physically, 
to, to, to come and do your song and dance. And I've said this a thousand times before. You guys ever notice how the Christian God just kind of is remarkably absent on just a random Wednesday afternoon, right? You're in the depths of addiction, depression, right? You're contemplating self-harm. Your, your parent just died in front of your fate. You're homeless, right? Again, and I totally get the attraction. I do. It's like what I said about, you know, the slave mentality. When every waking second is absolutely miserable, the promise of a better life after you pass sounds really attractive. I get it. And when your chest is so heavy that you don't know if you can take your next breath. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. An invisible superhero who comes and will carry that weight for you. Totally attractive. But here's the thing. For those of us that have suffered tragedy, prayed, and apparently Jesus lifted your burden, it wasn't Jesus. It was you. It was your community. But again, your foundational pillar is pain. You wait for people to suffer so that you can say some bullshit like this. It's not okay, Christians. It's not okay. And again, I would say, how would you feel if we did it to you? Outwardly, you would talk about how it is that you wouldn't care. And then when you, when you did care, then you get to say some bullshit like, well, Jesus said this was going to happen. Fuck you. This would hurt you. If we waited for something bad to happen to you and then took that moment to say, are you ready to grow the fuck up? You know good and goddamn well a virgin does not get pregnant. You don't practice this crap in real time. It would hurt you. Not because we were insulting your Jesus. It's because we waited for you to have your emotional dick in the dirt to use that as a springboard to get you to drop the bullshit. No, no. You, you know what we do? You know what I do? Christians, when you suffer a tragedy, I come and put my arms around you and I hug you. I say there are no words, but if you need me, call me and I'll be right there. My non-belief has nothing to do with what it is that you just went through. I'm going to be a human to you. Sadly, you refuse to return the favor. This is when you say some bullshit like this. Using my dead dog to springboard your bullshit is a surefire way to show how much you don't care. How the most important thing to you is to be the last person standing in a debate. Well, I'm about to go take the trash out. I'm going to hit this fuck face with the bligety block. And if you're going to say some bullshit like this in my comments, I'm going to find a way to report your monkey ass because everyone's been put on notice. And the sad thing is I have to say this out loud. Using buddy, using my mom to 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 hawk your shit is officially off limits. Again, it's a goddamn shame that I have to say that out loud. Using my tragedy to 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 scream the name of Jesus you can go fuck yourself, you insensitive pricks. But to my fellow non-believers, let's show them the kindness that they refuse to show us. I vote that we be the bigger person because this type of crap is not okay. All right, gang, the big guys held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Jin and Truth, let's go.
Gang, the people's Q-tip is still with us. Hashtag go buddy.